always stay connected with 99.9% reliable Sky Broadband. Switch your home to Sky Broadband today. See sky.ie for more. Oh, God, it's cold today. Morning. Every day for the past couple of weeks, a crowd has gathered outside the Fairfax County Courthouse in Virginia. People arrive in the middle of the night hoping to secure a place inside the courtroom where Hollywood actor Johnny Depp is suing his ex-wife, the actress Amber Heard. If ever proof was needed that when two stars collide, there's an almighty explosion, just look at the court case of Johnny Depp versus his former wife, Amber Heard. The couple were married in 2016 and while their marriage lasted just 15 months, their relationship has remained very firmly in the spotlight. Just what happened on private jets and islands between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp was broadcast to the world in excruciating detail, incidents of domestic abuse and drug taking. In this ongoing defamation trial, Johnny Depp is looking for $50 million in damages, claiming his career and his good name have been destroyed by Amber Heard. It's very strange when one day you're uh, Cinderella, so to speak, and then in 0.6 seconds you're Quasimodo. After four days on the stand, his testimony has finally concluded... But is he any closer to clearing his name? Or indeed, will he clear his name? I pride myself on honesty. I pride myself on truth. Truth is the only thing I'm interested in. I'm Connor Pope and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today, inside Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's defamation trial. Journalist Nick Wallace has been attending the trial each day since proceedings began on April the 11th. Nick, we might start off with a bit of background. What is this trial about and where do its roots lie? Well, this is the second epic litigation that Johnny Depp has got involved with. He sued the Sun newspaper in 2020 for an article that was written by Dan Wooten, one of the senior journalist there in which he was described as a wife beater. He said that he wasn't a wife beater and that the statement was defamatory. He took the son to court and he lost. Uh, Previous to that, in 2018, Amber Heard had written uh, an op-ed article in the Washington Post in which she said she became a spokesperson for domestic violence uh, two years previously, which was when she filed a temporary restraining order against Johnny Depp. And he said that this Washington Post article was defamatory, and he chose to sue her in the state of Virginia, which is where the Washington Post servers are located. So that is why a lot of Hollywood or a bit of Hollywood has come to the rather sedate state of Virginia. It's because uh, their laws are a tiny bit more uh, tight here than they might be on the west or east coast, which is, don't forget, you know, where most of the protagonists are actually based. Uh, and so, yeah, we've all descended on this courtroom to to hear this trial play out. OK, that's an interesting point that you raise, because as you say, this particular trial has its roots in a, in a piece that Amber Heard r- wrote for The Washington Post. In Ireland, traditionally, if somebody is taking a libel action, they will sue the publication rather than the individual who wrote the story. So do we know why Johnny Depp isn't taking an action against the Washington Post? 
I've never quite bottomed this out because it's sort of been elliptically referred to in court. And when you try and sort of speak to the representatives about it, they are vague. And I think, I think therefore, this is speculation. But I think he is very much wanting to get the information that he wants to get out of Amber Heard, not the Washington Post. He doesn't care about... Um, their editorial processes. He's very interested in the ACLU, which is uh, an august civil liberties organisation over in the United States, which both proposed and drafted this article for Amber Heard. But he is seeing Amber Heard because he sees her as the source of all his problems. She is the one who made the allegations of domestic violence. She is the one who he had a toxic relationship with. And I think he was very keen to zero in on her And is there a sense that he's seeking to right a wrong that he perceives was done to him in the in the London courts when he lost that very, very high profile libel action against the son? Uh, No, because the the, the legal action was against Amber Heard was already in train when the 2020 libel action at the High Court in London took place. He and I think his fans certainly see the decision by Mr. Justice Nicholl in 2020 as something on the range from a travesty to an anomaly. But by the same token, Mr. Justice Nicholl is English law's leading expert on libel and saw the entirety of the evidence before making his considered decision. But I have no doubt that if a jury of American citizens were to find Amber Heard's statements defamatory on the basis that she is a fantasist who is making all of this up in order to hurt Johnny Depp's career, then the London verdict will be quietly forgotten. Mm. Now, Johnny Depp took the stand uh, and he, he in fact, he, he's been in court giving his side of the story for a number of days. Amber Heard has yet to respond in court. But what did she say or what did her defence team say in their opening statements? Well, they made some really graphic allegations against Johnny Depp, which went further than the allegations we heard publicly in the 2020 UK trial. We know that in the 2020 UK trial, he was accused of all sorts of physical abuse against Amber Heard. In the opening statements from Amber Heard's attorney, we were told that Johnny Depp had committed an act of gross uh, sexual violence against Amber Heard. Tragically, it's true. Amber did suffer sexual violence at the hands of Depp. And Ms. Vasquez tried to minimize that and tried to make you think that it's all made up, but it's not. You will hear in the most graphic and horrifying terms about the violence that she suffered. You'll hear that straight from her. Johnny Depp gave evidence on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday last week and finished on Monday this week. And we were rather expecting Monday morning's cross-examination to culminate in some examination of of this alleged sexual assault, but it didn't come. So there has been a huge amount of speculation because because so much more about these trials in America are fluid than I think they are in, in England and Wales. Either this allegation of sexual assault is not going to be addressed and will be quietly forgotten after it was raised in the opening statements, or it's going to come when Amber Heard uh, gives her examination whenever she is called to to the stand later in this trial. This week, Johnny Depp finished giving his testimony and he was also cross-examined by Amber Heard's team. What were some of the key moments that stood out for you there? Well, the American justice system 
doesn't allow much in the way of storytelling. If you spend much time at the High Course in London, as I do, uh, the cross-examination of witnesses tends to be something of a journey of discovery. You get to understand their foibles, their way of storytelling, their character comes through in terms of the way their evidence is given. The American judicial system is every statement, it seems, is hotly contested by one or other side of lawyers who then argue the toss over the minutiae of the way a question is asked before it can then be presented into evidence for the jury. Johnny Depp was given a little more leeway than many of the other witnesses to talk about his relationship with Amber Heard. And he tried to paint a picture of her as someone who would start arguments over the slightest thing, would escalate the arguments into histrionic shouting, and would not offer him a way out of the arguments by making them endlessly circular. And he said at one point that he realised he'd married his mother. Um, His mother was presented in court as an abusive woman who dished out psychological, emotional and and physical abuse to him and his siblings uh, throughout the time that they were growing up. And he said that Amber Heard had all those traits, all those hallmarks. And his method of dealing with the abuse that he got when he was a child was to simply walk away, to to not be in the room anymore and to calmly deal with it. And he said that he took the same decision with Amber Heard. If I stayed to argue that, eventually I, I was sure that it was going to escalate into violence and Oftentimes it did. It it could begin with a slap. So he painted a very sad picture of a man who couldn't cope with what turned out to be a a nightmarish and toxic relationship. And throughout his testimony, both through his examination and cross-examination, he maintained that never once had he ever laid a finger on Amber Heard, which is in direct uh, contradiction to the judge's findings in the UK trial. But he is painting himself as an innocent victim of an abusive wife who has become the victim of a smear campaign and endless lies that she has made up about him, which are malicious. And that's why he says the Washington Post article was motivated by malice, which is the bar that he has to prove in the United States in order to win his case. Yeah, because of course, the the bar for a libel action to succeed in the United States would be significantly higher than the bar that somebody would have to reach in this country, and I suspect in the UK as well. Is that right? Yes. So in the UK, he had to prove that the Sun's article was untrue and had done serious harm to his reputation. In this country, he has to prove that Amber Heard's article was untrue, has done serious harm to his reputation, and is motivated by malice. All those Mm. things have to be proven to the jury before they can make that finding that he was defamed. And one of the tactics of Amber Heard's um, attorneys is to say that Johnny Depp wasn't mentioned in this article that she wrote. Johnny Depp was only referred to in terms of uh, the restraining order that she took out in 2016. Now, of course, the fact that the case has got this far, the fact that the judge has allowed it, means that Johnny Depp's attorneys have successfully made the case to the judge that, of course, she was referring to him when she talked about domestic violence. And of course, uh, she was motivated to go into the media in order to destroy his reputation and advance her own career. And of course, all these allegations that she's made are are complete fabrications, which is why we've heard so much evidence uh, about the arguments between the two and so much evidence from Johnny Depp's team 
uh, or Johnny Depp's witnesses about what a, what a lovely guy he is and how no one ever saw any physical damage to Amber Heard and how no one ever saw him hitting her. Um, we do have Amber Heard's three weeks worth of witnesses to come on this, so we'll see what picture they paint. But yeah, he, he has this enormously high bar uh, to reach in order to get the, the, the libel action across the line. Apart from Johnny Depp, there have been many contributions from others who've been called as witnesses by Johnny Depp's team. Has there been any testimony that has particularly stood out for you over recent weeks? Yes, and this is not just because it's fresh in the mind, but yesterday there was uh, a lengthy uh, examination and cross-examination of a forensic psychologist called Dr. Shannon Curry. Now, this woman spent at least... 15 minutes of court time explaining her qualifications, experience and the scientific rigour through which she conducts her work. And she was hired uh, by court order to examine Amber Heard over the course of a 12-hour face-to-face session, the examination of her medical records, to find out whether or not, as Amber Heard claimed, she had PTSD as a result of the violence inflicted on her by Johnny Depp. As, the res- as a result of the work that you performed, did you f- form any opinions with respect to Ms. Heard? I did. What were those opinions? I, uh, the results of Ms. Heard's evaluation supported two diagnoses, borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. And would she have been paid by Johnny Depp's team? She would have been paid by Johnny Depp's team, but she, again, as expert witnesses have to, uh, she said her duty was to the court and to the truth. But the one thing that she couldn't successfully answer was when Elaine Bredehoff pointed out to her that she would not be giving testimony had she not come up with a conclusion that suited Johnny Depp because she was one of Johnny Depp's witnesses. And so that's the sort of um, conundrum, I suppose, that the jury are going to have to juggle with, that she says that in her well, I mean, she is someone who works with American military veterans. She seems to be a leading American expert on PTSD. She uh, knows her subject inside out and she was very fluent in describing it. And she was very credible as a clinical professional. Um, but she was also in Johnny Depp's pay. Coming up, how the Depp versus Heard trial is playing out in the courtroom and what's to come before it ends. Never suffer the buffer again. Always stay connected with 99.9% reliable Sky Broadband. Whether you're streaming on the sofa, gaming in the bedroom, or swiping in the bathroom. Hey! Get out of here! I said swiping. You'll never be without it. Switch your home to 99.9% reliable Sky Broadband. Availability subject to location requires Sky Broadband Ultrafast. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. 99.9% reliability based on time our broadband network works across our base. Nick, what has it been like in court watching this trial unfold? I mean, Amber Heard has had to sit through Johnny Depp's testimony, listening as her name has been dragged through the mud. Audio of some of their arguments has also been played in court. I really did think I was going to lose my life and I thought you would do it on accident. And I told you that. I said, oh my God, I thought the first time... Amber, I I lost a finger, man. Come on. That can't have been a comfortable experience for either of them. What have their demeanours been like in the courtroom over the past couple of weeks? And how did you find Johnny Depp as he gave his testimony? Well, he was 
somewhat slower and more ponderous uh, than he was in the London 2020 trial. And he looks to have put on a little weight over the last two years. Although when I mentioned this, um, one of my respondents said, there's been a pandemic. We've all put on a little weight over the past two (laughs) years. Um, But he seems to be choosing his words very, very carefully this time. And he is trying to paint a picture of himself as a thoughtful man, a man who likes a drink, has taken drugs, but never lost control and never lost uh, the sense of his, his, his faculties. He reacts to a lot of what the witnesses are saying. He smiles. He's making little signals to his fans who sit devotedly behind him uh, in the public gallery. And he does have the air of a slightly older, a slightly slower, but nonetheless magnetic movie star about him. And and Amber Heard as well. She is a very well-presented, very well-dressed young woman who also has that that charisma and that personality. And and it's been interesting watching both on, on television and in court for the way that they they hold themselves and amber heard is someone who who's sitting there and and adopts the expression of the the, the suffering woman the, the woman who is wronged and the woman who is is soaking up all this evidence which is being given against her and and presumably waiting for her turn in the witness box to to tell the truth as she sees it you make an interesting point there because both of the people involved in this libel case are accomplished actors do you get a sense that they're playing to the gallery here in court and they're playing to the jury and they're playing to the watching television audience? Or is that maybe too cynical an interpretation of what's unfolding? Well, they would be foolish if they weren't aware of the fact that the cameras are trained on them directly throughout every single second of the proceedings. And it was interesting. I was chatting to one of the technicians from Court TV just before we started speaking. And I said, oh, I noticed how when the court, when the case started, you would often have big wides of the courtroom. You would have uh, shots of the attorneys. And actually, it's changed over the last three weeks. Nowadays, if you switch on the, the live TV feed, which is, which is going out on YouTube all around the world, um, you will just see two boxes more often than not. And those two boxes are the two principals, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, trained on their expression, trained on their every nuance, on their every gesture. Because that's what the public wants. They want the box office of seeing these people reacting to the evidence that they're hearing. And can you paint a picture of what the court is like? I'm not talking about the physical setting, obviously, but who is in the court and what's the atmosphere like each day? Well, the the court is run by a former Marine. She's chief judge here at Fairfax County Court, Penny Azkarati. And she is a short-haired, humorous, lively character who is incredibly authoritative with the attorneys and makes decisions incredibly quickly as to what can be overruled, what objections can be sustained and why they can be sustained. So you've got the judge sitting on this big wooden platform, uh, which which has this enormous flat screen television, which rises out of it whenever there's a remote witness. <laughs> it looks like something, it looks like a teak paneled deck of the Starship Enterprise at times. And I, I do, do not wish in any way to diminish the authority of the court. Um, you also have deputy sheriffs who keep an eye on what's going on in the public gallery. The court holds a good 200 people, and that is, uh, and there are 100 wristbands available for people every day because there's still a, an element of social distancing involved. So you'll have 100 people in the public gallery. And then behind the main front bench where Johnny Depp and Amber Heard sit with their 
two or three main attorneys. You've also got a line of legal supporters sitting on the front benches of the gallery who are part of their support team. And then to the right of the judge, to the left of the public, are the nine jurors. We started off with 11. We've already lost two. And eventually seven of them will be making the decision that will decide Johnny Depp's fate. And of course, outside the courthouse is an entirely different ball game, And it seems to us from this remove to be an absolutely insane circus out there. Who shows up outside the court each day and why do they do that? Oh, well, I've got to know a lot of these people and they all come for, for different reasons. And although you could describe it as a circus, it's actually quite civilised here. I mean, we have the mega fans who turn up, as I say, at two or three in the morning, make sure that they're down the front to get the number one or two or three wristbands and then make sure they've got position A behind their man when it comes to sitting in the courtroom. And they will they will camp out outside the courtroom waiting for it to be opened after they've camped out outside the courthouse waiting to get their wristbands. But the atmosphere is generally convivial. I mean, most of the people there are there to see Johnny Depp. There's a few straggly journalists like me who have to get up at five in the morning just to get the wristband because there's no special treatment for journalists. And then you have the fans who aren't interested in being in court who will hang out out the back of the courthouse to catch a glimpse of uh, their man leaving in his SUV or arriving or slipping out at lunchtime for a cheeky cigarette. And he does wave to the fans and he gives them the shot and he'll wave from the window of his SUV as he drives out the gates. But it's you know, the deputy sheriffs are here mob-handed. They are incredibly polite. They are incredibly well-drilled and they are armed. And what they say goes. Now, the trial is set to run for another three weeks and the list of witnesses yet to come will have some very recognisable names. What can we expect over the next three or four weeks? Well, one thing I've learned is to never try and second-guess what's going to happen in this trial. There are names that have been put down in the witness list who I don't think will ever appear. They can pick and choose uh, from a witness list who they want to try and get on the stand. But people like Elon Musk and James Franco have not given video recorded depositions and the Virginian court can't compel them to attend. So whilst they might be down as potential witnesses, they may not appear. The only name left who is guaranteed to appear is Amber Heard herself. It's less than two years since a judge at London's High Court ruled that Depp had repeatedly assaulted Amber Heard. And while some people may revel in the celebrity nature of this defamation trial, the shadow of domestic violence does loom large. There are serious accusations of abuse here, and that's going to weigh very heavily on both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard forever. Would you agree? Oh, you're absolutely right. And and this is the point that he made, Amber Heard's accusations whether or not they're disproved, will go with him to his grave. I mean, she is countersuing him for defamation through articles which she said were placed in the media uh, at his behest. And she's actually countersuing him for, I think, $75 million against his $50 million for the original Washington Post article. But the, the dirty linen that has already been washed in public in the UK trial has been magnified by several hundred thousand viewers on the live television feed, which is being beamed around the world. So people are coming to this trial mainly for the first time and hearing this toxic relationship, what was involved in it, the the fights, the tantrums on the private jets, on the private islands, in the hotels, and the two completely divergent alternative realities that are being presented. 
Just finally then, whatever about the cost of the legal trial, which I would imagine is absolutely astronomical because US attorneys aren't known for coming cheap. He's suing her for $50 million. Is that right? Yes, but the jury could just find in Johnny Depp's favour and award him a dollar in damages. And the jury could find potentially in both their favours, I've, I've been told, and then award them a dollar. So th- there is, I think, many more twists and turns in this to come. And and the attorneys and the legal teams and the PRs are playing all of this very, very close to their chest because there is so much at stake here. They are aware that this trial is being played out in the court of a public opinion as much as it is in front of a jury of, of nine people. And it, it, it's very, very hard to see how after Amber Heard's reputation has been progressively trashed over the course of a three-week period, whether she will ever work as a, as a big star in Hollywood ever again, whether she will go on to become a spokesperson for domestic violence, whether she will become a pariah if the jury decides that, that she's a fantasist. Johnny Depp's obviously haven't had a much longer career. He's had much more of an opportunity to build up his wealth. He will have always have people who will be willing to give him work of some description. Uh, but again, if he loses this, it's very, very hard to see him being a, a, a leading man in Hollywood. That's it for today. You can follow Nick Wallace's reporting on the Depp versus Herod defamation trial on his website, reportingdeppvherd.net. Today's episode was produced by Jennifer Ryan and Suzanne Brennan. In the news, we'll be back next week.